Have you ever turned to the book of Proverbs to find wisdom for your life? Well, today in the wisdom journey, Stephen comes to an especially practical section. Chapters 25 through 29 contain godly wisdom for daily life. You learn the attitudes and character that you should develop. True success in life is found through embracing this divinely inspired instruction. This lesson is called Recovering Some Ancient Proverbs. Today in our wisdom journey through the book of Proverbs, we begin a new section here in chapter 25. We're told in verse 1 uh, here that these are more proverbs of Solomon, which the men of Hezekiah, king of Judah, copied. Solomon uh, composed these proverbs, but they're collected and they're copied And they're now added to this book, we're told here, 200 years later by the scribes who would have been on the payroll of King Hezekiah. Now, in this section that runs from chapter 25 all the way through chapter 29, most of the Proverbs are presented as contrasts or comparisons. And just like the previous chapters, these are words of wisdom on a variety of topics that we're going to encounter in our lives. Now remember, wisdom is the ability to make the right decision at the right time and for the right reason. For instance, here in chapter 25 and verse 7, Solomon gives some wisdom on handling a legal dispute. He writes, "What your eyes have seen, do not hastily bring into court. For what will you do in the end when your neighbor puts you to shame?" In other words, don't be so quick to run to court. Many people take others to court, and it only backfires on them. And and, and Solomon, frankly, wants you to consider that in rushing into court, whether you win or lose your case, by the way, you run the risk of losing uh, your reputation. Your reputation is far more important than winning a case in court. Solomon offers a better solution here in verse 9. And verse 10, he says, handle it personally, handle it quietly, if at all possible. Uh, Try to settle that case with your neighbor. Try to resolve that issue without, you know, throwing mud back and forth in a public courtroom setting. Now, with that, Solomon is going to tackle, once again, the subject of gossip. Here in chapter 26, he offers this wise counsel, writing here in verse 22, the words of a whisperer are like delicious morsels that go down into the inner parts of the body. (laughs) Gossip is tasty. It's, It's irresistible, isn't it? Somebody once said that the phrase, this is none of my business, is usually followed by the word, but. This is none of my business, but. Well, then that juicy gossip morsel begins. Solomon warns in verse 21 that, the gossip is going to be like wood added to the fire, which, which makes it even a bigger fire than before. The simplest solution, by the way, is not to listen to it, because if you don't listen to it, you're probably not going to be tempted to repeat it. Here's a rule of thumb that will protect you and, and many others around you in this regard. If you're not part of the problem and not part of the solution, 
stay out of the situation. Let me say that again. If you're not part of the problem and you're not part of the solution, stay out of the situation. And like Solomon promises here in verse 20, without the fuel of gossip, the fire is going to die out. Now we find this unique uh, proverb here in chapter 27 and, and verse 19. As in water, face reflects face. So the heart of man reflects the man. In other words, uh, just as you see your reflection in water, so your heart gives you a reflection of who you really are. Your heart uh, reflects back to you what you treasure, what you value, love, desire, uh, pursue. That's a reflection of your true character, even though you try to convince yourself perhaps that you're, you're somebody else. Regular, careful self-examination in light of God's Word, which is a mirror, reveals to us who we are, and, and it's going to drive us to repentance and daily dependence on the Lord. Now, along that same line, Proverbs 28, verse 13, warns us, and it encourages us at the same time to get real with ourselves, to get real before the Lord. Solomon writes here, whoever conceals his transgressions will not prosper, but he who confesses and forsakes them will obtain mercy. We're going to find in these five chapters, this section, chapters 25 through 29, several character traits uh, that are going to be emphasized. These are traits, by the way, to avoid, as well as uh, some of the character traits to develop. Now, on the negative side, there are several warnings against conceit uh, or pride. Here in chapter 26 and verse 12, we read, Do you see a man who was wise in his own eyes? There's more hope for a fool than for him. In other words, no matter how intelligent or or talented a person you might be, conceit will make you almost a hopeless case. Why? Well, if you're too proud to listen to counsel or to admit to sin or see any need for God, you're closing all the avenues of God's grace, intercepting uh, your life. And if you don't have the grace of God intercepting your life, your life is going to end up without hope and certainly without growth. Well, here's another danger sign about pride in chapter 27 and verse 1. Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring. Now, this doesn't condemn the idea of making plans or thinking through tomorrow. But listen, all the wise planning in the world isn't going to guarantee tomorrow. That kind of boasting effectively ignores the truth that God is in control. God is ultimately in control of your day today. He's in control of your tomorrow. So we need to learn, as James writes in his letter, we need to learn to say, if the Lord wills, or if it's the Lord's will. That's James 4.15. Now, Solomon goes on to deliver another practical piece of of wisdom here in chapter 27, now at at verse 2. Let another man praise you and not your own lips. By the way, this is a good practice to develop at any age. I remember teaching our sons this. I remember their mother training our twin boys when they began playing soccer in elementary school. Uh, One of our sons was amazingly talented at scoring, and the other son intuitively uh, good at defending. 
In fact, they would go on in high school to win all state recognition as top offensive and defensive players. It wasn't unusual to watch one of our sons score three or four goals in a game while his brother defended so well that the other team remained scoreless. Well, you can imagine the conversation on the way home. Hey, did you see what I did in that play? Did you see what I did over there in, 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 in that uh, quarter? And my wife was so good to consistently say, boys, remember, let another man praise you and not your own lips. Well, let me tell you something, beloved. You never outgrow the temptation to say, Hey, did you see what I just did? There are so many people who've quit serving the Lord in the church, on the mission field, in some volunteer role. Why? Well, frankly, because they didn't get the recognition they felt they deserved. Nobody seemed to notice. Nobody praised them. Now, keep in mind, beloved, the Bible says that the Lord himself will not overlook your work and the love which you have shown for his name. That's Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 10. The Lord never misses one thing you do for him. Well, here's another promise to encourage you to keep walking in wisdom. Solomon writes here now in chapter 28 and and verse 18, this wonderful proverb, whoever walks in integrity will be delivered, but the one who is crooked in his ways will suddenly fall. Now, integrity refers to walking uprightly, that is, walking according to what is right. But those whose ways are crooked, that is, according to what's wrong, well, they're in danger of, of ruining their lives, and that can happen suddenly. It, it might happen, so to speak, overnight. Regardless of the circumstances around you, walking with integrity following God's instructions about what's right and what's wrong is always going to be the wisest path to walk. How gracious was God to make sure these five chapters, this section in the book of Proverbs, wasn't lost to the ages. God motivated King Hezekiah more than two centuries after Solomon lived. He put together a team of men to collect and copy down these Proverbs so that we would have the benefit of all this wisdom to this day. Here's how to live. Here's how to act. Here's how to view yourself. Here's how to treat other people. Listen, here's how to make the right decision at the right time for the right reason. Well, until our next wisdom journey together, beloved, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. This lesson is called Recovering Some Ancient Proverbs. I hope this time in Proverbs 25 through 29 has encouraged you today. Stephen's goal for this wisdom journey through the Bible is to help you walk wisely through life. This section of scripture has practical help for you to apply today. All of Stephen's resources are available free and on demand at wisdomonline.org. Visit there today, then join us next time on The Wisdom Journey.